Hi everyone, I'm a compulsive overeater. My name is Mary Lou. And um, I just want to start by saying I hope that uh, if I say something that's helpful to you, um, take it. If, if it doesn't help, please, um, like they say, don't, don't uh, bother uh, remembering it. But I will um, just start by saying I uh, have been in the program since 1983. I began my abstinence in 1986 and by the grace of God, just one day at a time, have um, been able to, to do that and to be free of the addiction and the obsession with the food. Um, didn't happen overnight, but one day at a time, putting one day at a time together of abstinence over the course of these years has led me to where I am today. Um, I also wanted to say that being uh, a little bit scattered lately, I had the uh, meeting format a little bit backwards. I thought I was going to tell my story for 15 minutes and then at the last minute I realized it must be the step of the month so then I was looking over step six and now I realized no this meeting was 10 11 and 12 so uh, I hope I say something that will help someone mm -hmm. um, but when I looked over you know step six the two words that I saw in the very first paragraph well the first two words I saw were entirely ready and I thought, wow, I can't go further than that. I had to be entirely ready to put down the food um, or entirely ready to uh, do something about my problem before I was ready, right? So when I came to my first meeting, I was ready. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Food was like a monkey on my back. I couldn't put it down. I couldn't get through a day without turning to food for whatever feeling I was having. And by the time I got to OA, I was entirely ready to have my suffering uh, um, taken from me. I, I, little did I know what that process was going to be, but I was ready to feel better. I wanted to feel better and not, and the way I thought would feel better was to use food. That's what kind of got me through for many years until it, till it didn't, right? Till it didn't. So entirely ready, I know it's talking about character defects in step six, but the, the words just jumped out at me. I have to be entirely ready to take the action I need to take and um, surrender, you know, like do the things my sponsor told me to do and, um, you know, all that good stuff. And then, you know, then I look at step 10 when I said, oh, yeah, we're supposed to be 10, 11, and 12 as a focus. That first word, again, is continued. And there you go. My sponsor drilled that into me many years ago. Um, what does continue mean? She say that, what does it mean? Don't stop. What does it mean? Don't stop. What does it mean? Don't stop. So I have to continue doing today what I did the first day, you know, when I finally got abstinent as, you know, asking God for the willingness to help me to um, take the action I needed to take each day to be absent. And I didn't know what that meant exactly every day. Sometimes it was going to three meetings. Sometimes it was making five phone calls. Sometimes it, whatever it was to stay absent. And I had to, I asked God for the willingness. And I think, and those were the, the two words I saw in step six, uh, step six too. It said um, that any person capable of enough willingness and honesty, you know, and, and that's what I need to work the whole program, not just on my character defects. Do I have the willingness to go to any length and do I have the honest, you know, can I be honest with somebody when when I slip up or, or when it's not going as good as I want it to go? But 
the thing is, uh, oh, and I, I just, I was going to say this too. It's been about 13 years since I lived in the Bay Area. I, I lived in San Mateo, so a few of your faces and names I recognize, and some I don't. But um, I live down the peninsula, but went to many meetings in San Francisco. And, um, you know, it's like I grew up in this program. I came when I was about 27. I'm 64 now. No, wait, did I come? Yeah, 27. Um, you know, I, I grew up in this program, and the only way that happened was for me was to put the fork down. Um, I, I really, you know, my life today is beyond my wildest dreams, and I, I attribute it mainly to just what do they say, like staying close to the program, like you're my tribe, you're my um, family, you know, it's like. I have a place to go with all the feelings that I used to eat over. And, uh, um, you know, I, I feel kind of scattered because I'm, I'm, I got all the books out here on the desk, but I, I can't look at any of them. I'm trying to just speak, you know, my truth and take what you like. Like I said before, take what you like, leave the rest. But when I came into the program, I don't, I don't know if I had went to a meeting first or somebody gave me the big book first, but I remember going and reading, uh, reading for the first time the doctor's opinion. And that just, it was like, I was, I was like shocked. It was like, this is me, this is me. And the part that I wanted to read was just this one part where it says, uh, we believe and so suggested a few years ago that the action of alcohol on these chronic alcoholics is a manifestation of an allergy, that the phenomenon of craving is limited to this class and never occurs in the average temperate drinker. These allergic types can never safely use alcohol in any form. Once having formed the habit, they find they cannot break it. And, you know, I know that what I hear in the program is that it, we have an allergy of the body and an obsession of the mind. But the word allergy, um, really in many discussions I've had with sponsors over the years too, is like, it doesn't really talk, it doesn't really hit the nail on the head for me. It's addiction. I am addicted to the components of alcohol, which include sugar and carbohydrates and I'm addicted to it. I don't have an allergy. I don't break out in a rash. I don't die, but eventually, yes, it's a fatal addiction that will kill me. And I remember uh, maybe I had gone to a couple meetings and started hearing this and um, I was watching 60 Minutes. It was one of the, yeah, I guess, I don't know if it's still on or not. And they did a segment on a, a woman that committed suicide, a young single woman in a big city and her loneliness caused her to go and um, kill herself. And gosh, it just was like somebody threw water in my face because I was having those feelings that she was having. I, I wasn't ready to go out and, and do that act, but that's where it was headed because I had that, that thing, the next paragraph where it says, um, you know, once the, to them, their alcoholic life seems only normal, like my eating just seemed normal. I, I didn't know what else do you do when you have these feelings. It said to them, um, they're restless, irritable, discontented, unless they can again experience a sense of ease and comfort, which comes at once by taking a few drinks. And then they succumb to the desire again, the phenomenon of craving develops, they pass through the well-known stages of a spree, emerging remorseful with a firm resolution not to drink again. And it's repeated over and over and over. 
and that was me that was me so i need to repeat over and over and over like continue what i'm learning in this program and um you know um yeah i just don't want to forget i i haven't graduated i'm not anything else i'm just a compulsive overeater it's the same today as i was the day i walked in the doors and and yet i now i have all the tools and the the solution to my problem um yes it's definitely a relationship with a higher power but that had to start somewhere and for me it started with the people in the program my sponsors you know it 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 grew and i was raised in a in a uh religious home for you know my whole life and went to church you know all the time but it wasn't the same there was nothing there that 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 was um a relationship that was going to help me with my addiction um and and it came in slow slow bits but it's that thing about growing spiritually that's what we do we we continue to do that you know just one day at a time um i i was thinking about you know you know sometimes you don't want to hear about the food but the food is you know is is the thing you know that's what i use i use food so i need to talk about it but when i first came in um my sponsor gave me a plan and and i used that for many years and it and it worked for me but i don't think i really got the addiction part except for with the with the carbohydrates and um it wasn't until i had about 12 years of abstinence i think it was when i first moved to san francisco and um and uh, um I lost my train of thought what happened there oh i you know i was i was starting to think well i i moved out here nobody knows me i could eat some of these foods again and nobody will know and this and that and the other so i started eating um a certain bread item that was anyway it was this thing that um i still had the craving and i was kind of like living meal to meal i was kind of like doing i knew that in my in myself and then i started thinking you know i could eat some of these you know foods now and 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 it won't bother, you know it'll be okay it's in my meal it's in my meal and i remember going to a meeting in south city and uh what happened was this certain item that i used to have with my breakfast i always had one and one day i had one and a half mm-hmm. and whoa that was like a red light flashing what is going on and i went to this meeting and i was sitting next to somebody and i was telling her about it and she said you know that bagel is not going to make you gain weight you know that bagel is going to kill you and i'm telling you i heard it i i just heard it and i'm just saying that it's not uh for me it took away a lot of craving and obsessing once i got more of that type of thing out of my system before it was just the sugar and the white flour but i pushed the envelope on a lot of things and sure i was abstinent but i still had that you know when how can i you know like even thinking about what would make me happy today maybe a special meal or something you know it's okay if it's a special meal with like the absent food but um i was still kind of using food to to deal with my feelings um and i and i just feel like the freedom now the freedom that i i love my food i love my meals and i don't have the obsession and i don't have the um cravings Not not that you know it it did go away when I got rid of the sugar but I had to I had to do more and um 
I don't know. I, you know, I hope, uh, I know that this is a controversial issue in OA. Everybody's got a different uh, plan of eating. And, and I respect that. And I'm just saying, you know, this was my story and this is what helps me. And I, I think it helps me in the long run to stay abstinent because you know, I used to maybe be more hungry, you know, in between those meals, and, and I'm not now. And I would have never thought that. I always thought I needed these particular foods in my meals. Um, anyway, uh, not to dwell on that, but to just to thank you for letting me um, or asking me to share. I know uh, Nancy asked me to share. And, you know, I just want to remember that, you know, I, we're, we're, you know, I'm not alone, that we're not here because we got nothing else to do on Friday night. I mean, I'm, I'm not here because of that. I'm here because I don't want to ever go back to that compulsive overeating. I don't want to be in that hell hole again. And I don't want to gain the 45 pounds back. And, um, and I've been able to keep that off. Uh, and it's not, I know it's not all about the weight and it's about 10, 11 and 12. And the most spiritual thing I can do every day is, um, first of all, put my food on the scale which I didn't do for many years, but for me, that's a spiritual act. And brushing my teeth is, is a spiritual act that I, I heard the speaker last last week, I think. Um, anyway, I talk about a simple thing that was making her bed while mine is brushing my teeth. And um, and that's how I get closer to my higher power. And and, and I do do the, the practices of meditation and prayer every day. And I'm just growing in the program, learning how important these things are as the time goes on. And I always want to be, have an open mind to learning, um, to learning of how to get more spiritually connected and, um, and more connected to myself, you know, getting to know who I am and, and, um, loving that, loving that person. So anyway, I, I'm going to end here because I do feel like it was it was pretty scattered, but I hope maybe it'll um, speak to somebody. And I don't know if you'd give a topic or not, but of course, I'd love to hear on how you work 10, 11, and 12 as well. Thank you.